0: Time for Rams All-Access. Oh, Last Sunday in the Bayou, the Jared Goff era continues. Tavon Austin brings in Jared Goff's first professional touchdown throw. And while we got to see offense, we didn't see a win for the Rams. Now after a drama-filled week, it's time to head to Foxborough. Getting you ready right now with Rams, Rams All-Access. All Access. The voice of the Rams, J.B. Long. The Rams are on and DeMarco Farr give you insight into the game and the team and what's going down this week in practice as we get ready for Brady and the Pats at Gillette in Week 13. This is Rams All Access Access. with J.B. and DeMarco on ESPN LA 710 and the ESPN app.
1: Good evening, everyone. Good evening, DeMarco. How are you doing, my friend? Uh, Good, man. How are you? Excellent. Big, really burning, important question for you. (laughs) What? What?
2: What's that? I've been waiting all week to oh, ask no. you. What is it?
1: Are your dogs going to win the Pac-12 championship? You know they
2: are. Come on now. Don't even start that right now. Is Come that on. even what
1: you, was that what you were expecting we got, honestly? We
2: got bigger goals too. Come on. We're going for the big enchilada. For everything. right now in yeah.
1: the uh, seeding, you think winning you're in?
2: Have to be, right? I hope so. How can I'm the not the committee so keep certain, but out? I hope so. We'll see what happens. I mean, look, it's 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 about Pac-12 respect. If the Pac-12 champion can't get in, then what are we doing? Mm-hmm. What are we
1: doing? For the second year in a row, right. mind you. All right, well we won't even be able to watch that one. We'll be on a plane to Gillette Stadium, Foxborough, Massachusetts. Week 13, the Rams and the 9 and 2 New England Patriots, the fifth and final game in the Eastern Time Zone or beyond <laughs> if you clou- if you count London for Los Angeles this season. After this Sunday, we will not leave the Pacific Time Zone again.
2: Are you happy for the players or for you? <laughs>
1: They're not mutually exclusive. <laughs>
2: ah, I love it.
1: I know. I'm I, happy I got, for you. I got that same
2: email. Last of the East Coast swing. I mean, it's and it's the, probably the toughest assignment you have. Uh, if you think New Orleans was, was a tough road, um, if you don't play well in New England, oh boy. Oh boy. They can wipe you off the map about a hundred different ways. This is
1: going to be a tough one. Yeah. Some breaking news today. No Rob Gronkowski. It sounds like he's heading for surgery. We'll talk about that from the Patriots perspective in four down territory. But I want to start kind of on a, on a note one of the first things that you and I discussed when we got together and, and got this position and talked about Rams and the state of the organization and all these sorts of things um you told me that in all your years watching Jeff Fisher football, you rarely if ever see him out coached in game. you rarely see yeah. his teams blown put, out put out a competitive that was. Uh, but, uh, it's performance happened. that was not competitive
2: san francisco i think that was on monday night that was a horrible one and um, they
1: had not faced a two touchdown deficit yeah. again until sunday until in sunday new orleans.
2: new orleans um what tom brady did to them in london um for some reason i don't know what it is new england just loves to blow out the rams under jeff fisher um there's there, there's no love lost between these two franchises because of the whole spygate situation so um the rams fans hate the Patriots, or at least they used to. I I hope that carried over. Uh, The Patriots fans just love to torture the Rams fans. So, look, um, they're not going to take it easy on you because of what's been going down in Los Angeles the last couple of days with Mm -hmm. the whole Eric Dickerson thing. So um, they're looking to annihilate uh, you and and, and embarrass you again. So make no mistake, um, you're going to have to bring your best effort, period, coaching staff included, I mean, to be close in this game. Uh, It's – if you're if you're depending on luck going to New England, you've already lost.
1: Uh, driving in today, I was thinking: Is there any way that that all the smoke and fire here in Los Angeles this week serves a purpose for the Rams? Right? Because the conversation has not been about losing six of seven. Conversation has not been about poorest defensive performance of 2016. It's been about the head coach. Yeah. And in some ways, if if Jeff Fisher is a players' coach, which we all believe him to be. Is there a rallying cry in that locker room? Is there a, Hey, we're not going to hang our coach out for punishment like this. We're going to go shock the Patriots and turn this thing around.
2: Well, the only group that's going to have a say, I mean, and the fire Fisher crowd is, is, is loud. Uh, the momentum has momentum has swung the wrong way on Jeff Fisher and this entire coaching staff. And it, the engine has hall of fame legs, if you will. So the only people that can really do something about that are those guys in uniform are the players. And they're going to have something to say about this because, like you said, change is coming if you don't win. Um, it always happens. Not only does the head coach go, a lot of players and coaches go too. So uh, you always start the season with some sort of rallying cry, and I think what the Rams have gone with this year as as a unit, as a team, is all we got, all we need. Well, I'll be damned if that ain't true right now. Uh, all you've got is the guy across from you, next to you in the locker room or on, on the field. That's all you have. If you want to keep this thing going, if you believe in what you're doing, you have to pull out the miracle in New England. You have to absolutely shock the world, and that might not still be enough.
1: That's really well said by you, and if there's anything we know about this league, it's at the pendulum swings, right? When you're on top of the defensive world and you're playing at an elite level across a five-game span, you run into Drew Brees and a buzzsaw in New Orleans. And when you're picking yourself up out of the gutter against Tom Brady and a team that has a chance to bury you, Maybe you do bring your best defensive effort. Maybe you do batter and bruise him. Maybe you do catch a break with Rob Gronkowski not playing, and you find a way to keep this under wraps and give your offense a chance to win it late. Who knows?
2: Well, the second thing we talked about when we met today was it's going to take a roster-wide season high in just about every Explain category. Explain what you mean by that. Well, like uh, Benny Cunningham, for instance, on kick returns, one of the better returners in the league. He's been close to breaking one. You're going to have to break one. Take it all the way. 60's not going to do it. Tavon's been close. You're going to have to take one to the house. No MEs, mental errors on the O-line. Sacks have to go up. Uh, Takeaways have to go up. Jarrett Goff has to improve like he did from start one to start two. Now you threw three touchdowns. Can you throw four or five? Because you're going to need it this week versus Tom Brady. Every opportunity you give him versus your defense is a scoring opportunity for New England you're going to have to keep pace with that. And the defense is going to have to do their Mm -hmm. job. So season high for the entire roster is necessary this week to beat the Patriots.
1: Yeah. You talk about three touchdowns from Jared Goff in his second career start first half. Um, That's plus three, but there are also two giveaways, right? A fumble and an interception. So the margin is really plus one. You need that margin to be at uh, like a plus three level. I agree with that. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And uh, look, Tom Brady's going to jab you to death. Um, He's, He's got a black belt in quarterbacking. Um, LeGarrette <laughs> Blunt is going to be the guy, the right cross that knocks you cold. And here's where football is more brutal than boxing. At least in boxing, you can get knocked out early. If they get a lead on you, he's going to pound on you for four straight quarters, and you can't get away. Defense can't punt. So I, you know what's coming. Um, to, to stave off that side... You're going to have to stay on the field offensively, which means you're going to have to be
1: almost letter perfect. You don't want to have to tackle a Garrett Blunt 20 times after halftime. It's not fun, man. No, that's no. <laughs> not fun. Uh, either way, it's it's going to be notable. It's going to be historic, perhaps. Tom Brady going after his 201st career win, regular season and postseason. He's currently tied with Peyton Manning for most all time. So either that's going to happen, or the Rams are going to pull off what is, according to ESPN's FPI, the most dramatic win so far this season or that's available to be had the rest of the season. So uh we're in for something special on Sunday, we'll just see which direction it goes.
2: Yeah, I'm praying for weather. I am. I'm just I'm praying for the worst weather possible. I know that sounds funny because I'll be down there in it, making fun of you guys up there warm and toasty, eating <laughs> with jackets and space heaters, making fun of me. But yeah, I'm hoping for weather that kind of balances things out or even doesn't look like out. we're gonna get it. We probably
1: won't. It looks chilly, but clean.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you can make it as muddy as possible, I mean, that that kind of helps you. But even with that, like I said, the Patriots can beat you any way you want. They can win shootouts. They can win defensive-minded games where running game is at a premium. And they can win ugly, just disgusting football games. If if luck is on your side and Brady's off that day, they can still find
1: a way to beat you with field goals. Can't help but uh, go back to the fact that the Patriots dynasty all started, was it February 3rd, 2002? Super Bowl. Yeah. Adam Vinatieri.
2: I can still remember Brady, that shot on the sideline where he's banging on Drew Bledsoe's chest saying, We
1: freaking won it! Can you believe it? We won it! And now here we are. He's the greatest of all time. And you know what? Drew and about 40 teammates will be back to celebrate this week, and they'll be honored at halftime. Bledsoe's going to be there? Yes.
2: I may sack him again. (laughs) (laughs) I may run over there and just hit him for old time's sake. Why not?
1: (laughs) We'll take our first break here, but coming up, we'll hear from Jeff Fisher on the Saints' loss and looking ahead to taking on Tom Brady. Plus, we've got four down territory. A look inside Patriots' territory. We'll get the latest, including does Bill Belichick really love Johnny Hecker that much, or was he just trolling the Rams from across the country? That's still ahead on Rams All Access here on ESPN LA 710.
0: We get ready for Week 13 on the road, Foxborough, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and the New England Patriots. Right now with Rams, Rams All Access, J.B. Long and DeMarco Farr. ESPN LA 710, and the ESPN app.
3: I put it on everybody. I put it on coaching. I Put it on the, you know the defense, even special teams. Hey, we had a ball on the ground, we didn't get it. You know, you put it on everything, but I think you have to be realistic when you're, you're looking at your quarterback's performance uh taking in consideration this was his second start. Uh, I thought he, you know, I don't want to say it was a winning performance, but it was an improvement over the first week.
1: That was Monday at the Westlake Village in Jeff Fisher on Jared Goff and the fact that the loss, the shortcoming against the Uh, New Orleans Saints was on everyone, not just the defense, but we'll focus on the defense and how to get it fixed in this segment of Rams All-Access. Welcome back. I'm J.B. Long with DeMarco Farr. This segment of the Rams All-Access program is sponsored by Barbecue's Galore, your local source for the best tailgating gear at the absolute lowest prices guaranteed. Visit bbqgalore.com, that's bbqgalore.com, to find the store nearest you. So let's start with what went wrong. You've had a few days to kind of digest the breakdowns on defense, DeMarco. Sure. Before we get to how to fix it, what do you think the the two or three biggest issues were against Drew Brees and the uh, Saints?
2: Well, I could break it down to this, right? Um, Michael Brockers has to stay on the field. Um, you lose a little bit when he's off, uh, especially at the nose tackle spot. So if you want to know what or how some of those inside runs were popping. Um, it's it's no shock when, when you're getting what we call the old Baskin-Robbins block, uh, a double scoop, which means the center and the guard cuts off a nose tackle. Well, you've got no chance. And, you know, hide a little the balls up the middle. There goes Ingram again. So, uh, look, uh, he's got to stay on the field. Um, going into New England and, and with New Orleans, because it's almost the same mind torture, if you will, with with the quarterbacks. Um, you can't have your guys out there worrying about what Drew Brees, what Tom Brady's doing, and trying to think about what they have to do. So defensively speaking, with these two quarterbacks, or this one that's coming up, Tom Brady, you're going to have to strip it down as much as possible if you're Greg Williams. Um, And just let your guys play fast. And depend on your guys to run it down. Um, Because if you try to get tricky, New England is number 1 against the Blitz. Uh, You try to bring pressure, he's going to hit you. I think it's eight touchdowns, no picks. Uh, top passer rating versus the Blitz. So if you bring anybody he's going to see it, he's going to exploit you. So you're going to have to just depend on your Johnnies and the Joes to get it done. Now, if it's going your way, you can dial it up a little bit more on defense. Get a little creative. But for the most part, let them play fast and get after the
1: football period. You're talking about if you get Tom into predictable passing situations, playing behind the chains on third down, then you you can dial it up a notch?
2: Let's just say, let's live in, in fantasy world for a hot second and you're up two scores against New England on the road well you have a chance to dial it up and go after that guy but for the most part no I would say you're going to have to play base Um, make sure your guys they know it by rote they know the defense as well as Tom knows that offense the plays that he's calling and then let the faster team prevail but if you try to get too tricky he's too smart for that I mean he's going to pick you apart
1: you take the last two drives against Miami and the first 11 in New Orleans, and that defense gave up nine touchdowns in 13 drives. The last three weeks, no one's even attempted a field goal against this defense. It's kind of bizarre. Um, but how did we get to there from a stretch of five games where they were allowing the fewest yards and the fewest points? across the entire nfl i
2: think you could look at who's under center and it's so you're attributing
1: it more to what the other offenses. yeah it's doing.
2: starting yeah. to ramp up i mean especially when you get to december it's december 1st right now so these playoff offenses are well oiled machines um and they're making fewer fewer and fewer mistakes and you know they're they're getting ready for a super bowl run so the degree of difficulty is going way up and the cost of mistakes is going up too so i mean look the rams have been fortunate um and winning's good deodorant, and what I mean by that is good pressure can can cover up some some coverage holes in the in the in the back end so uh, what you're seeing now is quarterbacks and teams that are hitting those free guys uh, making you pay for those mistakes in big huge ways mm-hmm. uh, they're not going to miss, so that's what I mean. back it down a little bit, uh, take your best calls to New England stuff everyone knows, and go play ball
1: at New England against Atlanta at Seattle. The next three games, those teams have combined 23, 9, and 1, and they're all division leaders. To your point about a uh, sledding doesn't get any easier from here. Let's talk about Tom Brady a little bit. I mean, a, a familiar household name. Everyone knows his career story, so we're not breaking any new ground here. Um, but at his age, 39 years old, he's older than Adam Gase, the head coach of the <laughs> Miami Dolphins. <laughs> right. The youngest Ram, Farrow Cooper, was born in – In March of 1995, Uh, that was a few months after Tom Brady signed his national letter of intent to play at Michigan. Wow. And uh, a couple of weeks before he graduated from Sarah High School – uh, and a couple of months before he was drafted by the Montreal Expos, actually, in the Major League Baseball draft. So wow. that's kind of gives you a sense of how long he's been at this, basically Farrah Cooper's entire lifetime.
2: And he hasn't lost one iota of his competitive spirit. Oh. I mean, he wants to win every snap, every game, every Super Bowl. Every every time he's out there, he wants to it. Where nominate. does this
1: guy keep finding his axes to grind? Well, I mean, he's married to a supermodel. Yeah. He's got more money than anyone on the planet and he still plays with the the biggest chip. I guess because of Deflategate and Spygate and everything else, he and the Patriots just manufacture us against the world scenarios.
2: Well, I, I I compare him and you can it's 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 hard to to compare quarterbacks directly to another quarterback like Tom Brady to Peyton Manning. They play the game it's so different how they play the game. The result is the same. They're scoring points on you. Um but I relate Tom Brady to a guy like Jerry Rice. I mean, he wants to be the best period. I mean, it want, he wants it to be Tom Brady and everyone else. I mean, as far as Super Bowls, passing yards, attempts, completions, yeah, the whole nine. I, I think that's, that's his axe to grind. He's Tiger Woods uh, without the mistake. Um, he is driven to be the best, period, and he's not going to stop until he gets there. So, I mean, it, it's such a blessing from what I hear. Guys that go to New England, um, if they leave here, go there, they come back different people because all you're working on up there offensively is fundamental football. Because you've got the best thing going as far as quarterbacking. So all you have to do is your job to the best of your ability, and the ball's going to be there.
1: Think about that. Yeah, (laughs) I I really like the Jerry Rice comparison because in terms of how does he stay motivated with all of his rings and all of his championships, it's because he's playing against himself. Yes, that's it. (laughs) That's it. I really don't think he's worried about driving a nail in Jeff Fisher or the Rams this week. He really is competing against himself, and if you take away Gronkowski, okay. Bennett's up. Yeah. We'll find a way with him.
2: Um, I heard that you know, no matter what's going on in the game, sometimes Tom rarely knows the score. Because he's he's going from possession to possession. And Hmm. when he hits the end zone, that's where he's supposed to be. When he's not in the end zone, he's going to fix it until he finds it. And then he looks up and he's got more points than you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, statistically, he's incredible. He's only thrown one interception. Um, Just kind of watching some film for the last couple of weeks. One, he threw a touchdown off a dribble the other day against the Jets. I mean, the snap was literally on the ground. He picks it up and throws it to the end zone, almost right. like he was taking a rhythm dribble before shooting a free throw. Because he's probably done it. Probably, yeah. <laughs> right. Who knows? He may he's even, practiced he may for even that, too. <laughs> it. Um, but he takes accuracy to a different level. I mean, when he throws an incompletion, it's often with an intention Of throwing an incompletion that get to just get to the next down he doesn't just put it on someone's numbers he puts it on the shoulder where he wants them to turn away from the defender
2: yeah um the best way i can describe that is from guys that are there that were there that played with him is he likes to get everybody paid so he wants to help you out he doesn't want to keep you from making money which means if i can hit you in stride and you can get big yards after catch that equals dollars he wants to do his part think about that right a competitor wants to win.
1: Is the same true for, like, spreading it around to yeah, his he, various receivers?
2: It's just, number one, he's going to take matchups, a favorable matchup. And you may not even know it's a favorable matchup until that day because he knows his guys probably mm. better than you know your defenders. So, But you're talking about throwing darts on target. He doesn't want to get in the way of that. Now, if he has to, if he has to stop you going across because he doesn't want to risk a pick, he'll throw up behind you and expect you to make a catch. But that's where he put it. But for the most part, if you've got a chance for a long run, he's going to put it right where you need
1: it. I'm just uh, kind of looking back as he gets to his twilight years. I think he still has a few more good ones in front of me, don't get me wrong. But just in terms of the tools that he's worked with, Rob Gronkowski. Gunn- gronkowski maybe the best tight end to ever play it in the modern way that we i didn't think he'd survive playing tight end when
2: when he ddt'd the guy with a broken arm in a bar with no shirt on way back when remember that Yeah, yeah. i thought he he would never make it past five years
1: he turned it into a shtick though he
2: did right right he's tremendous i agree man he i think he's one of the best weapons out there right now
1: he played with randy moss going back to tom brady Mm -hmm. i mean again one of the best to ever go outside of that pairing though he has largely built a Hall of Fame career, one that challenges Steve Young and Joe Montana and and all the Dan Marino, all that we talk about in terms of the best of the best, on the backs of Julian Edelman's, yeah. and Danny Amendola's, Wes Walker and Wes Walker, yeah, and Chris Hogan, Catholic who, if, High School. If, if, if Chris <laughs> Chris Hogan walked in here with a T-shirt that said "Hi, I'm Chris Hogan" and smacked you in the face, you would know. You it. It. would say, "Who is this guy who is and who let him in the door?"
2: Right. Um, but look, um, it's. It's all about not fooling the quarterback, and you have to be ready at a moment's notice to prepare for a game, which means he may text you at 3 a.m. a play or or a a variation of the play, and you have to be dialed in. So you have to get guys that are like-minded. So they just so happen to look alike in new england yeah
1: i know what you mean that was well played um but i will say this uh, robert quinn's got sacks in back-to-back weeks uh, aaron donald is is meeting elite quarterbacks like drew Brees at the top of their three-step drop i mean that's yeah. how quickly he is getting off vicious he is do you ever play mario kart yes like, like old school i know
2: what you mean yes Ba-ding! right right right
1: okay. you know when you, you have a green shell and a red shell right yes. you know you can kind of fire them at the carts ahead of you. I'm right there. I see the visual. (laughs) Aaron Donald is using opposing (laughs) offensive guards like green shells in Mario Kart. He is shooting them straight ahead at running backs so he doesn't even have to make the tackle.
2: (laughs) Yes. Um, If if Ram fans want to know what it feels like to be 4-7 and right now, watch him because he's telling you with his play. He is frustrated beyond words, and he's taking it out on them. So that's what I mean going back to the Greg Williams. Let your guys play. Let Aaron Donald play. Don't give him too much. Yeah. Let him go. Let him rip up the field and make plays for you.
1: Because if he is playing at that level, yeah. even Tom Brady can look ordinary this Sunday.
2: And one hit could change a lot. That's true. One he's playing hit, with a bad knee. Yes, one hit could change a lot in a football game. So, But let he guys is also going
1: to be playing with leg warmers, which...
2: <laughs> leg warmers? Can I ask you a
1: question? That is the most improbable thing to me about Tom what? Brady's Hall of Fame career. That he plays with leg warmers? Is that he's done it wearing eye black fine, but he's wearing leg warmers every Sunday.
2: He, but he, he can pull it off. If he winning, can, can pull, pull it, it off. off. Are you a fan? Of like, Tom's? How, yes. Do, do you do you consider Brady a villain?
1: You know, as we watch uh, Tiger Woods get back on the golf course today, I yep. just it's refreshing, I think, how long it's been since golf has seen greatness that we can all identify and latch on I think in any form, whether it's your team or not, whether it's a competitor or not, you have to appreciate Tom's greatness. Yes.
2: I said this for years. I wish there wasn't a specter of cheating over the Patriots and him. I wish there wasn't because, yeah. I mean, maybe it, it would be – Tom Brady doing Papa John ads and not Peyton Manning. Yeah, you, you never know. You know what? He yeah. found
1: his soulmate and vice versa in Bill Belichick. Though. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's the most unique and successful pairing I think of coach and player in professional sport, modern professional sports history. I
2: hope they leave at the same time and not staggered. I hope Belichick is still there when Brady's still there and vice versa, and then they leave at the same time.
1: Two or three more years, maybe another Super Bowl. I mean, all they do is yeah. win afc east titles i mean they're they're just rolling seven and counting i think
2: who gets it worse uh brady trying to win a super bowl without belichick or belichick trying to win one without brady
1: i think brady could do it without belichick see (laughs) I (laughs) don't think i don't think that if you gave bill jacoby Brissett and said finish the drill
2: it wouldn't work i I don't think
1: he would get over the hump this year or next year that's just my
2: i agree i'm right there with you yep
1: I mean, of course, it doesn't have to be Jacoby Brissett. You know, it could be Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> as well. But, but you get the point. I get your point. All right, coming back, let's talk about the Rams quarterback, who is two games into his professional career and coming off a three touchdown performance in New Orleans. Our thoughts on Jared Goff making a start in New England. After this, on Rams All Access, ESPN LA seven ten.
0: Time to get you set for Week thirteen. Rams, Pats at Gillette Stadium. On Rams All Access. Pro football is a game. This is Four Down Territory.
1: Back on Ramsall Access, it's time for Four Down Territory, our weekly trip inside opponents' territory. And this week our guest is Mike Reese, who covers the Patriots for ESPN and ESPN.com. Mike, thanks for joining us. Our first question, will Gronk play?
4: Well, it's a good question, and one we might not know all the way up till the kickoff, 1 o'clock Eastern time on Sunday. Early indications uh, in the week would trend toward no Anytime they've had an issue with Gronkowski, they've always trended toward the conservative side, and that's sort of been where this is headed this week. But one thing I've learned, covering Rob Gronkowski over the last seven years, these things can change in an instant.
1: Yeah, well said. I want to ask you about a couple of former Rams. Chris Long and Danny Amendola, how have their contributions been this season?
4: Chris Long, consummate professional, won't be a surprise to Rams fans to hear that fit into the locker room right off the bat. And they love his work ethic. They love what he represents on the field. His production has been up and down. He started strong early in the year, tailed off a little bit, but came up with a huge strip sack to help seal the win last week for the Patriots over the Jets. And Danny Amendola has been the number four receiver this year for the team. Clutch guy doesn't play as much as he used to, but when they throw to him, it seems to be in these gotta have it situations. The clutch situations and more often than not he comes through for them in addition to returning kickoffs and punts at times
1: mike reese who covers the patriots with us on four down territory here on rams all access i had to laugh when bill belichick was waxing poetic about punter johnny hecker do you think that was genuine admiration or was he trolling the rams
4: genuine admiration and i used the word that it was belichickian and let me explain because one of the things you got to know about bill belichick is he comes in every wednesday and goes through the opposing team and he tells us in the media exactly what he tells his team and what he's doing is hey here's what this team does well and here's how they can control a game and i know that rams fans might look at it and say oh well, you know that's garbage that's total troll job i'm telling you last year he came in Uh, December, early December, and he starts talking about the Philadelphia Eagles special teams units, and we're sort of rolling our eyes in the media, saying, geez, all this talk about special teams. A couple days later, what happens? A blocked punt by the Eagles, you know, they, they turn into points, and a long punt return, and the Eagles beat the Patriots, which no one saw coming. This is Bill Belichick's way of preparing his team for the areas that he thinks will put stress on his team 100% 100% genuine and 100% consistent with what he's done on a week-to-week basis.
1: Mike, speaking of Belichickian, uh, he seems to have a knack for putting the throttle down on Jeff Fisher. Coming off a division win with his team sitting pretty at 9-2, and two, do you think there's any chance of the Patriots bringing less than their best effort? Could they lay an egg at home against Los Angeles?
4: Well, anything is possible. I would say that it's probably unlikely. If you look at the NFL over the course of the time span of 2001 to the present day, and you look at teams with the best record in December, the Patriots are right up at the top of the list, and really no one else is close. This is usually when they're playing their best football. Is it possible they lay an egg? Well, they did in that Eagles game that I mentioned from last year, but I would say it's highly unlikely. And like you mentioned, no love lost between Bill Belichick and Jeff Fisher. If he can hang maybe an extra touchdown on them late in the game, I'm not sure he'd be taking a knee in that situation.
1: Well, Mike, thank you for keeping the snow and the cold weather at bay. Looks like we're going to catch a good one Sunday in Foxborough. Appreciate you.
4: Hey, anything we can do to help. Enjoy the trip out
1: and that record in December that Mike is referencing since 2001 the Patriots are 54 and 10 in the final month of the regular season the next best record 46 and 19 the Pittsburgh Steelers uh should clarify that uh, due to scheduling you know we got on the horn with Mike literally about 15 minutes before the update on rob gronkowski broke now it sounds like he's going in for surgery will miss two months as he gets uh, his herniated disc repaired so we do not expect to see gronkowski this sunday at gillette stadium he's missed 21 games due to injury during his patriots career including playoffs the patriots are 15 and 6 in those That's games crazy. including 3 and zero this season so a good reminder that uh, that Tom Brady guy is still going to play, no even if Gronk isn't. How
2: do you uh, – what kind of anesthetic do you use for Gronkowski going into surgery? A mallet? <laughs> a sledgehammer? You
1: think he takes anesthetic?
2: <laughs> he just goes in there and gets it. I love it. The guy
1: played with a punctured lung for the last couple of weeks. No,
2: but going back to that Belichickian comment about Johnny Hecker, um, is there any sort of scenario when you can envision the Rams winning a game, doesn't matter where it is, home or away, that doesn't include Johnny Hecker in that sentence somewhere? because the punter's not coming up in New England. The punter's probably not coming up in in New Orleans, the way they're rolling right now. But for a Rams victory, flipping the field is going to be important, and Johnny Hecker's name is all on it. So that makes perfect sense.
1: And Zerline kicking the way he is, and Benny Cunningham in the return game, the way he's going the last two weeks especially, totally. I mean, if, if you're going to win a field position game, the special teams unit, including punt coverage, you know, Bradley Marquez and and Mike Thomas, the guys gunning down there and making the tackle and forcing fair catches are are instrumental, no question.
2: Well, I would think, man, I mean, I, the normal response to a punter like this, if you go back to the Reggie Roby days and, and great punters, guys that can really flip it. Andy Lee of the modern era when he was in San Francisco. The best way to handle those guys is, just like any quarterback, is don't give them a fixed position, so expect a lot of pressure out of New England. Even if it's just token pressure, try to rush Hecker a little bit to so where he can't place it. Maybe he puts a few in the middle of the field and you have a chance for a return, but I would expect some added heat on Hecker this week, which Uh, opens up the field for fakes for Jeff Fisher. Because like you said, you're pulling out all the stops and Hecker can throw in a mile. So to control that guy, you're going to need more pressure. More pressure means you're opening yourself up for a fake.
1: Uh, Former Ram Chris Long part of that conversation with Mike as well. I appreciate him giving uh, uh, us the latest from New England. I want to point out that to his point about being the consummate professional, he clearly still has a lot of great relationships in the Rams locker room. Uh, Johnny Hecker teaming with his cause, uh, waterboys.org, to provide uh, fresh drinking water to parts of Africa that are in need uh, and that have contaminated water supplies, waterboys.org. I logged on, read about the cause. Um, I put some money down. It's basically you pledge a dollar amount for every punt that Johnny drops inside the 20-yard line. Uh, in this month of December over the next four games. So uh, some added intrigue when the special teams unit is on the field. If you care to participate, again, that's waterboys.org. Nice ice bucket challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, just
2: put it out there. Yeah. I like that. Yeah.
1: Um, but how about, you know, your recollections of, of Chris Long and oh. then also kind of coming the other way, what yeah. the Rams have got out of Dom Easley.
2: Well, here's the funny thing, right? Um, trying to defend Jeff Fisher this week, right? It's hard once you get past the numbers. It was almost the same with Chris Long. He's more important to this team than just his numbers. When they would talk about how few sacks he had and whether he's a bust or not, it's, it's more than that. I mean, he was the number one guy in the locker room. He was the one guy that everyone looked up to and the greatest teammate. And losing him, you're going to lose something on your football team. So there's a part of me that's happy that he's having success in New England that they're winning, that he gets to experience that in December. Um, The other side of that is, hey, look, Chris can bring it. Um, When he's healthy, he's as good as anybody bringing it from that left side. So if you're Rob Havenstein, if you're Cody Wickman coming on a stunt to the inside, or if they move him around, no no matter where he lines up, um, he's healthy, he's motivated, and chances are he's going to have a lead, which is the worst Chris Long to face.
1: He got that strip sack uh, that Mike referenced from the right side, actually yeah. working against the left tackle, which would this week presumably mean Greg Robinson back after a one-week hiatus. And
2: they know each other very well. They've 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 gone against each other, or they've seen each other a lot. So guaranteed, Chris is going to know what ails Greg. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably going to know what ails everyone out there. So um, like I said... Uh, It's not a revenge game for him, but I mean, you always play well against your former team. He's got a lot of friends here, so the ultimate respect is to go bury your opponent. So, um, like I said, if he has a lead, that's the toughest Chris Long possible.
1: Yeah, it was not a trade. It's not even an apples to apples comparison talking about a DE against a DT, but Dominique Easley, former first round pick of the Patriots, now in his third season, uh, his release was a shocker. And the Rams went out and gave him a chance in training camp. He earned his role. Two and a half sacks, a couple of forced fumbles this year for Los Angeles. Uh, he, too, seems to have thrived with a fresh start and maybe in a system that's a little bit better for his skill set.
2: You know, I like that. I call it the NASCAR. I don't know what the Rams call it. I'm I'm not in their huddle. But I, I like it when Easley's out there with Donald in the middle. And whatever end. With Quinn. And if, you know, if Hayes is in the game or Sims is in the game. But I like... Those four pass rushers out when you pull the nose tackle out and put easily in and now you've got problems at both guards. Uh, it gets instant pressure. So it's not a revenge game for long, but it really could be one for easy. Mm-hmm. So if I'm Jeff Fisher, if I'm Greg Williams, I'm definitely going to use that energy to my advantage. Turn him loose.
1: See more and sit closer with Vivid Seats, an official partner of the Los Angeles Rams. Visit vividseats.com slash rams today to reserve your official ticket, travel, and VIP tailgate package for the next game. Vividseats.com slash rams. Still to come, we go around the division to check out the NFC West after a rough trip really across the board. All four teams were on the road last week. Can they bounce back here in week 13? Plus, our Jared Goff discussion with Inside the Numbers. Still ahead here on Rams All Access on ESPN LA 710.
0: Rams All, All Access. GB Long. went to Marco Far. Only on ESPN LA 710 in the ESPN app. It's time to make you the smartest person in the room. I can handle things. I'm smart. When you and your friends talk Rams, you're gonna have the goods thanks to Rams All, All Access. Access.
2: East right, F short, two jet, double cross, C quick. Right. I looked at the numbers. I was
0: shocked. This is inside the numbers. Inside the numbers.
1: Number one overall pick, Jared Goff became the first Rams rookie quarterback to throw three touchdowns in his first road start since Tony Banks did it back in 1996. As we take oh you inside God. the numbers, here's what I liked about the performance by Jared. Remember we talked about how he was 0 of 5 throwing beyond 10 yards against the Dolphins in the rain in a game that they were up 10 nothing for most of that contest? Well, he bounced back with 4 of 9 with two touchdowns on his throws beyond 10 yards against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I thought that Jared did a nice job sliding the pocket, being accurate downfield, and certainly any time you can uh, turn those throws into six points, that's encouraging. So if there was an area of, of weakness, or not a weakness, but really just something we just didn't get to see on display. The promise of his arm skill opening up the offense vertically yeah, was delivered against the Saints.
2: I think where we are right now with him, and this is why I think it was handled Correctly for Jared Goff's development, uh, not for what the fans wanted to see or the excitement value, but he's made the transition from spread to pro style, and you could see him out there actually directing traffic, protection-wise. And then, uh, if the play breaks down, knowing where the step in the pocket and and deliver the football and trying to keep his eyes downfield. So all that stuff is starting to come around. So. Look, he's got talent. Um, The game doesn't look too fast for him. It doesn't look too big for him. Um, He's shown some toughness. He's still making mistakes. Every quarterback does, especially rookie quarterbacks. But you could see the the future, so to speak. He's only going to get better. Mm -hmm. And the best thing about it is, I think the degree of difficulty is going up for the defense, the Rams' defense, definitely, but... For the Rams offense, I mean, you're not facing a bunch of killers yeah. yet. Points so to be had. you You actually have a chance to look good and get better um, before you have to go into, you know, pits of hell like Seattle. Yeah. Um, so he's getting better offensively. Now, if you could find a way to supplement that with an explosive run game, I mean, not just a consistent or a fair to midland. I'm talking explosive. Rip off some long runs. Help him out a little bit more than you, know, you have a chance for multiple touchdown passes in a quarter. Uh, and you you'll be able to keep pace with Brady and these elite guys for a quarter, two quarters, possibly, and 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 hopefully you'll get some some help down the stretch. But he's getting better. What we saw in New England, or New Orleans, uh, I thought was a remarkable improvement from start one to start two.
1: And here's the part that impresses me: he's done it behind an offensive line that has featured a center with whom he has not practiced in the last two weeks. Tim Barnes has not participated, and in four halves two games of football he's had three different left tackles
2: right right
1: (laughs) I mean that's welcome to the fire kid
2: and he really doesn't have the use of a hard count to protect himself just yet so there's because well he's young I mean there's still a lot coming in I mean he's still trying to get the verbiage out versus what he's doing and the defense I mean there's a lot going on I mean at some point he's going to be so comfortable in the offense where he can predict the play that's coming off the sideline based on what he sees and then he'll have a chance like Aaron Rodgers to play games with the defense give you yeah. a hard count like Brady or uh, like uh, like uh, Breeze did like Brady's going to do play games with the defense and really take his game to the next level so that that all comes with experience.
1: I'm going to ask you after this soundbite whether or not the final five games of the Rams are all about Jared Goff but first let's get the head coach's take on his rookie quarterback.
3: Yeah the first half was really good um, you know the first drive uh, you know he was You know, he was getting us in and out of stuff. He was protecting himself. He was changing protections. You could see that. He had a really good sense. And then, you know, I was especially impressed with, uh, you know, the drive, the two-minute drive right before half. Because going into that situation, I was – my concern was I didn't want to give the ball back to Drew Brees at that point. You know, with a minute left or a minute and a half left, where they could potentially put points on the board because he's really good at that. So we slowed the drive down a little bit, and Jared handled it. He he understood, and um, and then he made the plays. He had people in his face, made the made a couple of really good throws. He moved around well. You know, he has that unique sense to keep his eyes downfield and still feel the rush. And then when he knows something collapses,
1: then you know he'll
3: spin out and go
1: make a play. Uh, Jeff Fisher Monday night on the Jeff Fisher show live at the Westlake village Inn, six to seven every week. Although next week we're going to actually have less Sneed as our guest hey. appropriate because it's a, it's a Tuesday night. So Jeff can't make it. Um, but less given his ties to the Atlanta Falcons organization. Makes I, sense. Yeah. It could be, could be fun. Get to know less a little bit, but um, you know, back to Jared Goff. One of the questions I posed to coach Fisher on Monday night was at four and seven. I know you're not going to coach any practice or any play or any game differently. But in terms of the personnel that you're using and how you frame these final five games, do you think about using Farrell Cooper a little bit more, for instance, a younger guy? See what you have there uh, with the implication being you're not mathematically out of it, but given that your next three opponents are combined 23-9-1 and one, and your three games below 500, uh, do you start to kind of reframe the season? He, of course, said no. What say you? Well, I'll say
2: this. It's, it's easy to, to see the kid has juice, uh, and it's something that you – probably would want to use to your advantage, but I don't know how much of the offense he knows. Um, I don't know how much you can actually do with guys like Farrell Cooper or young guys at this point, especially at receiver. Um, You make a mistake, lining up cost you a play, cost you a penalty. Uh, You make a mistake mistake in route running, get your quarterback hit or possibly throw a pick. So I don't know how much you actually can use him, but if I could find a way just to program some plays for him, whatever he knows, you're going to need everybody. Everybody's going to have to, you know, contribute to this. So I think he's dynamite as a returner. I think he's dynamite with the ball in his hands, and he's really good getting out of his breaks. Uh, if he does catch an out between the hash marks, he can make a guy miss and go the distance. He's that hungry. So those are the type of plays you are looking for. And it doesn't matter if Rob Boris calls your number or not, it doesn't matter if Jeff Fisher wants Tavon or Pharaoh Cooper to score that touchdown. It's up to Goff. If he's out there with Pharoah Cooper and he feels he's got a connection, feed him. Yeah. Go for it. They can make it work on the fly.
1: It's just I think back to training camp and Pharaoh Cooper was mentioned as the third receiver in the preseason. Uh, and that has not manifested itself in part because Brian Quick has delivered on occasion. But um, you know, in terms of things that I want to see down the stretch from this Rams franchise as we look ahead to 2017, Pharoah Cooper is a big part of that certainly. But it sounds like what you're kind of putting back uh, on my plate, which I have to agree with, is you don't want to put Jared Goff in a bad spot. And, and I agree with that in the sense that the final handful of games here, to me, are a lot about putting him in position to succeed and building some positive momentum for next year.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're only going to put guys out there you can trust and, and go with guys that you can trust out there if you're Jared Goff. I'll go back to when Danny Amendola was here with Sam Bradford. He was the only guy that could shout back at Bradford if he was off the mark. <laughs> I'm serious. If he was off the mark with the pass, Danny would let him know. Anything else, Sam is giving that guy a death stare, and they're not saying a word, but Danny would actually fight back. So I, think, I don't think that guy exists yet for Jared Goff, but it would be nice to find that safety blanket because those keep you on the field. Those convert third downs to first downs. So it could be Farrell Cooper. It could be Tavon Austin, but you need that safety blanket right now
1: three first half touchdowns to three different receivers Tavon Austin will always have the honor of being on the receiving end of Jared Goff's first professional touchdown but uh, Kenny Britt and Lance, Lance Kendricks as well final segment of Rams All Access coming up will go around the NFC West on ESPN LA 710.
0: Rams All Access, GB Law, with DeMarco Farr, only on ESPN LA 710 and the ESPN app. Time for a look around the division for Week 13.
1: Back on Rams All Access, the entire NFC West went on the road last weekend. It did not go well 0-4. Let's start at the top with 7-3 and 1-Seattle. Where the Well, the Hawks held to a five-point loss at Tampa Bay. To snap a three-game winning streak, they return home to face Carolina Three-game lead in the division, five to play for the Seahawks.
2: M- most disappointing team this year to you, is it Arizona or Carolina? Got to be Carolina, right? Yeah, I mean, you a little bit the...
1: closer to home, Arizona, but I, I think Seattle was going to be a legitimate challenger to the Cardinals anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so given the fact that the Panthers played in the Super Bowl, their fall has been farther.
2: Yeah, and this is uh, this is what I like to term as Seahawk weather. When it turns cold and it's December and... It falls on your defense to make plays. I mean, look, they, they've got the best secondary and the best home field advantage of anybody. So, you know, Seattle is an absolute monster. And, uh, look, you're only a Cam Newton great day away from, from losing the game if you're the Seahawks because he can do that to you. So, I like the
1: rivalry, but, I mean, you have to go with Seattle, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. 4-6-1 and one. Arizona just won victory in their last five contests. We just spoke of them. They've got Washington. The Right, so back-to-back road losses at Minnesota, at Atlanta for Arizona. Now they host Washington, a six-win team. Uh, suddenly their franchise quarterback is looking like he might get the uh, tag again, good old Kirk Cousins. Um, interesting MVP conversation, by the way. David Johnson, does he deserve some consideration despite his team's record with the likes of, of Dak, uh, Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr, Tom Brady? woo. It's going to be a hard sell, but what he's doing statistically is impress is really impressive.
2: It's a shame, and I'm sure a lot of guys. I mean Walter Payton back in the day on some bad Chicago teams would, would get yeah. the same consideration. But
1: not I mean, even the top back in the NFC, though you could argue given what Zeke's doing as a rookie. Yeah,
2: if you wanted, if you and I were on the committee, we want to hand that MVP to a winning team. To a guy on a winning team. So it probably has a star on his helmet, wouldn't you say? It's it's going to be an
1: incredible MVP race down the stretch. (laughs) There are a lot (laughs) of really good candidates, especially the way that Dallas is going. If it turns into a cowboy in a landslide, which cowboy are you choosing? Well, has there
2: ever been a rookie of the year slash MVP?
1: I'm sure there it has I, there I, been. Has there been? Okay. I, 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 I <laughs> we'll find that out. out. The top yeah. of my, I'll look the top that of up. Head, but, uh, <laughs> I, I would also say that the offensive line for Dallas collectively is worthy of a vote. There's only one award. Yeah, I know. Yeah, just give them, give them more mashed potatoes. They're fat. Uh, finally, only one win for the San Francisco 49ers, but, geez, they're playing better. Niners Bears. A resurgent Colin Kaepernick uh, may be giving Chip Kelly signs of life, or he may be losing Chip Kelly to Oregon. Who knows? <laughs> um, but they played Miami to the wire, and um, they have to turn around and go to Chicago next. A couple of back-to-back road trips.
2: I, you know, look, both teams aren't doing very well. Bears are 2-9. Nine. Niners, got, they have one win against the Rams way back when. That seems like last year, doesn't it? long time ago. Um, I would I'd take cap in this situation. I think the 49ers get their second victory just based on him alone. Wow. Yeah.
1: Uh, that's, that's interesting that you finally found a team that you would take the 49ers uh, quarterback right. uh, against. Um, all right, just a couple of moments left here on this Week 13 edition of Rams All Access. We're heading to New England. No Gronk, but yes, we expect Tom Brady. Give me a reason to be optimistic, DeMarco Farr.
2: Uh, well, your offense, your quarterback is getting better. Um, Jared Goff is getting better, and we don't know how good he can be. Um, We we haven't seen his ceiling yet. Now, is his best going to be enough to beat even an average Tom Brady? Probably not. The guy's going to the Hall of Fame. But at least you can say – We haven't seen the best of Jared Goff. The best is yet to come. Hopefully it's this Sunday.
1: Yeah. I just think it's great to see him week after week lined up in quarterback competitions. I know that position doesn't play each other, as Jeff Fisher pointed out to us Monday. They often don't even watch each other because they're making adjustments and they're looking at film and they're looking at stills. Uh, But there's something to me that that I just have to think it's a good influence for Jared to be on the field shaking hands with Drew Brees after last week, uh, seeing Tom Brady, the way he conducts himself on the field. Uh, hopefully, some of that magic rubs off because that's what the Rams have invested in. That's what they hope that they're getting long term.
2: I want Tom Brady to say the name Jared Goff in his press conference,
1: post game press conference. You want Tom Brady to mention Jared post game.
2: And there's only one way to do that.
1: Yeah. Have a Rams beat reporter <laughs> ask him the question. <laughs> i was thinking victory <laughs> you're the one that's down there get it done i'll get it done we want that sound bi- we want that sound bite uh next tuesday right. on uh the jeff fisher slash uh less sneed show live from the Westlake village Inn. uh hey we know the rams have lost six out of seven we don't like it either but uh we hope that you'll stick with us we always enjoy having you for our pregame coverage which starts three hours before kick on sunday and then what an opportunity to call football at Foxboro on a Sunday in December against one of, if not the all-time greatest quarterbacks, Tom Brady, who's pursuing the winningest record in NFL history. Can he get 201, or will the Rams postpone for at least one more week and pull off the upset of the NFL schedule? We'll find out. We'll see you Sunday. We'll talk to you Sunday from Foxboro, Massachusetts.